Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God which engages us is the epistle lesson read previously. Thus far the text, dear friends in Christ, one of the most successful sales techniques is that of the before and after picture. For example, television shows that feature home renovation will often show us a picture of the home before the renovation takes place and another picture of the home, the same home, after the renovation has taken place. Weight loss programs will often show us a picture of a person before they have participated in the program and a picture of the same person after they've participated in the program. And auto body repair shops might show us a picture of a car badly damaged in an accident and a picture of the same car after it has been repaired. And in all cases, the after picture is much better than the before picture. Well, how about us? As we gather here today, spiritually speaking, are we the before picture or are we the after picture? The answer is yes. We are at the same time as we are here today, both the before picture and the after picture. We most certainly are the after picture, spiritually speaking, because as John says in our epistle lesson, we are the children of God. We are not just called the children of God. He insists that we are, present tense, the children of God. Well, if this is our after picture, then what was our before picture? It was not a good one. We were estranged from God because of our sin and our sinful condition. Far from being the children of God, Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 2 that we were by nature children of wrath. God's wrath upon us because of our sin. We were spiritually dead in our sins and trespasses, and like any other dead person, there was nothing that we could do by ourselves to help ourselves or save ourselves. But very fortunately for us, God stepped in and single-handedly changed our before picture to our after picture. Christ himself, the very Son of God, left his before picture, dwelling there in all majesty and glory with the Father and the Holy Spirit, and humbled himself and took on human flesh and dwelt among us. His after picture included being tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin. His after picture included being crucified, killed, and buried. He hung there on the cross, enduring the wrath of God that we, the children of wrath, should have endured. He endured it in our place. And his after picture included rising from the dead and leaving behind an empty tomb as proof positive that he had conquered sin, death, and the grave. And then it was the Holy Spirit who took us from our before picture to our after picture, 
For many of you here today, it might have taken place right there at that baptismal font or at a similar one, where God was at work through water and word to wash away all of your sin, to claim you as his child, to make you an heir of heaven and everlasting life. If you were not baptized as a child, perhaps it was later in your life when you first heard the Word of God and the Holy Spirit work through that Word to call you to faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of all of your sin. Whenever it happened in your life, the Holy Spirit worked to bring you to faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And from the very moment that you first believed, you went from your before picture to your after picture. And that after picture pictures what you have right here and now, namely the forgiveness of all of your sin and everlasting life. You don't wait until you die to receive these things. They are your possessions right here and now. John writes in John 3, verse 36, he who has the Son has, present tense, has, eternal life. In Romans chapter 8, verse 1, Paul writes, There is now, therefore, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We thank and praise God for single-handedly taking us from our before picture to our after picture. But there is another sense in which we are still in a bit of a before picture. Oh, as I just said, we have the forgiveness of our sins, we have everlasting life, but yet we know that each and every day we struggle with temptation and sin, and we succumb to that temptation more often than we would care to admit. But there is an after picture for us, an after picture of an existence where there is no more temptation, no more sin, and no more Satan, where all of our thoughts will be God-pleasing thoughts, where all of our actions will be God-pleasing actions. What an incredible after picture that's going to be. And we know also that we still struggle here in this world and that death still has the power to take our loved ones from us, as we've experienced, especially in these last couple of weeks, here at St. Paul's. But we have an incredible after picture awaiting us in which there will be no more death. We will never have to say goodbye to our loved ones. We will never have to think about death and dying, only about life and living. What an incredible after picture that is going to be. And today, we remember with praise and thanksgiving those saints amongst us who have already gone on to that after picture. And we give thanks and praise to God for their lives in our midst, for the example of living a Christian life they have in our midst, for the encouragement they have given to us in living that Christian life in our midst. But today is not only about giving thanks for those saints, rather it is chiefly and primarily about giving thanks to the gracious God who made them saints in the first place. 
He made them saints in the same way that he made you and I saints through his word, through his means of grace. And we thank and praise this gracious God who kept them saints all of their lives. And we thank and praise this gracious God who has called their souls from life in this world to his very presence. And that's why we as Christians think about life and death much differently than do those who do not believe and trust in Jesus Christ. For Scripture repeatedly promises that death is not the end, but rather it is a doorway, a gateway, if you will, to a much better after picture. In Philippians chapter 1, Paul writes that for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And a few verses later, he writes, my desire is to depart and be with the Lord, which is far better. Now, certainly we as Christians grieve when God takes one of our loved, when death rather takes one of our loved ones from us. But we do not grieve as those who have no hope. For again, in Scripture, we are promised an after picture that is much better, is gain, is far better than what we have here in this before picture. And again, we thank and praise God for that. And in a very real sense, when we gather here for worship, we are gathering with those saints who have gone before us. We saw the description in our first lesson for today from Revelation chapter 7, a multitude whom no one could number, from every tribe and nation and language, standing before the throne of God, joined by the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, joined by angels and archangels and all the company of heaven. And that is why we pray in that prayer called the proper preface, right before the Lord's Supper, therefore with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying. When we gather here for worship, we are doing the one thing that we know we're going to be doing for an eternity in heaven. In this time and space, all boundaries of time and space collapse. And in the mystical union of the church, we know that we are worshiping the same God in the same way that the saints who have gone before us are worshiping as well. Over the years, I've had a number of people come up to me and say that that proper preface that I recited just earlier is their favorite part of the worship service because they know they are reminded of their loved one who has gone before and is even before the throne of God, even as we are still here. And yet, as strange as it might sound, even those saints who have gone before us are in a bit of a before picture. Oh, certainly, their sins are all forgiven, they have eternal life, their soul is before the Lord, but their body remains here awaiting that incredible after picture that is going to take place on the day when Christ returns and raises the bodies of all saints, giving them new glorious bodies like unto his 
Bodies that Paul describes in 1 Corinthians 15 as imperishable and immortal, never ever able to die again because death itself will be done away with completely. And in that wonderful after picture, we will be reunited with all the saints who have gone before us, bodies and souls reconnected, and bodies and souls reconnected, we will be connected with one another and with our Lord in his very presence. Yes, saints, it is true, is it not? The after picture is much better than the before picture. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in this one true faith unto life everlasting. Amen.